Uh, I'm the wavy, gotta love me, God. <laughs> oh no. That's what we're starting with. That's what we're starting with. It has to be that. Christ. <laughs> All right, so today is September 17th. It is the evening. It's been five days since the fight with the wretch and the interloper. In that time, Emery's heart has officially finished healing. So, hey, hey, they're free. No longer the owner of a broken heart. Huzzah. And also in that time, Ashley has not been by yet. However, I figure Grant at some point basically said, hey, it's done. Get over here. And she would have sent you a text message back saying, stand by. I have some medical problems to handle. <laughs> Two <laughs> weeks mean- later. And, and uh, Grant would text back. That's an understatement, but okay. And you've actually been getting text messages every day. Just her saying, I haven't forgotten. Things are still happening. She doesn't want you to ever get the impression that she's trying to flake out on you. Okay. But earlier today, you finally got a message saying, everything's in place. It's time to meet up and do this. All right, I will hop through my rigmarole that it takes me to get to Steiner's lab and say, Steiner, it's time. Uh, Right, right, let me just clean up here. Grant and Steiner, you can get over to Emery's house. Roxanne, of course, you already live there. The cats get put upstairs, but... Once at at some point, Magpie starts talking to Blackbird about having them up in her room, and Blackbird insists no. Natural enemies, and she's very insistent about it. So she's getting to finally meet Ashley too. Okay, all right. Blackbird gets to sit at the big kids' well, table. Formally meet. Formally meet. I mean, Blackbird's an adult, I think, so... Blackbird's they... the most adult here. <laughs> she can make her own decisions. Definitely, definitely older than anybody else in the room. <laughs> the most adult. But older doesn't mean she's an adult. Still baby. <laughs> yeah, just look at Grant. I <laughs> know, right? <laughs> anyways, anyways. So... Around the evening time, there is finally a knock at the front door, and once Emery opens it, it is Ashley. And she is again unarmed, and she again has a messenger bag. And, well, she's still technically short a hand, but she seems to have acquired a prosthesis in the last couple of days. However, Steiner, looking at it, you can tell that this is some offensively rudimentary shit. Like, 
based on your research of design documents across the history of prosthetic limbs, you know that she's manipulating fingers via cables that like run up into her shirt, down her pants, and are hooked up to her toes. <laughs> Dang. Time for Cat to fucking flex their degree. <gasps> Come on, get out of my super science shit. Get you a hand, it'll turn into like a fucking detachable drone that can fly around, give people the finger from a distance. I don't <laughs> oh, know. Oh, 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 you just create the hand from Metal Gear Solid 5 that just becomes a rocket. Sure, why not? <laughs> Let's give our enemy a rocket punch. Good plan. <laughs> not much further off from what you were saying. Just make a hand that turns into a gun. Uh, I'm vetoing it based on the pun because I didn't get to make it. (laughs) So, she comes in and takes a seat. Emery makes everybody some coffee so that you you can all just have something to do with your hands and mouths that isn't like loud, crunchy snacks. And Ashley dips into her messenger bag and lays a couple stacks of papers and folders out on the table and says, all right, so I think we need to start with a history lesson just for context. Yeah, because you pulled some shit out that I did not read on Wikipedia. Right. The free encyclopedia that anyone can edit. <laughs> yes. That Wikipedia. <laughs> Cock and ball torture. <laughs> a chair is a... No. <laughs> <laughs> so, in early 1909, five rich families had their homes demolished by a pack of monsters. And one of the patriarchs of those families, one Mr. Adam McDonaldson, was friends with the newly sworn-in president, Taft. So he went to Taft and said, hey, we need to start a national effort to hunt down and eliminate these monsters. Now, of course, Taft had never seen a monster, so while he valued his friendship with McDonaldson, He needed proof that any of this was real. So, the families pooled all their resources, talked to every mystic that they could find, and managed to capture five anomalies. And she opens up one of the manila folders and starts laying them out. The original five were A1, and she puts down a picture of a pretty human-looking dude, except he's got, like, hella facial hair. Okay. Clap for the wolf man. A1 was a werewolf. A2, she says, putting down a photograph of again a a very human looking woman except her 
skin is like porcelain white and her ears are slightly pointed. And she says, a vampire. Vampires are real. And then she puts down a much newer looking photograph of, it looks like a person, but it's like Vanta Black. Like 100% a Vanta Black androgynous human. And she says, B1, the walking shadow. And she puts down another photograph of what looks like a pile of a couple hundred cherry red leeches that are all sort of glommed onto each other in a roughly humanoid form. Oh, that's Magpie's dad. (laughs) (laughs) And she says, B2, the parasite mass. And finally, A3, the specter. And she puts down a picture of a ghostly humanoid male. And it is a very new photograph. And once it comes down, you actually hear Magpie gasp quietly to herself. Oh, that's actually Magpie's dad. Okay. Yep, there we go. Uh, uh, Hold on. Wait, stop. I'm I'm sure this is unintentional, but did you just make Ghost Dad? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and it was entirely unintentional. Okay. I'm I am honestly surprised that um that early DHEA successfully managed to peg vampires as Fae and not uh and not Deadland. They just say they did. Because it's labeled A. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Maybe they just asked. <laughs> yeah. So once Ashley is sure that Magpie has composed herself after seeing the photo, she resumes by saying, Now, three of these have since died. A1 died in captivity due to malnutrition, something of a hunger strike, turns out. Apparently, A-side werewolves have very strict dietary requirements, and this one was not keen on sharing. A2 is also dead. She hid her mind control powers for about 40 years until all of the agents got used to her, and she had a clear shot outside. However, she apparently didn't bother to check the time during her escape. She turned to ash Mm. in the sun. Forty years, I guess she forgot what the sun was. Might have been. That's depressing. And also, B2 doesn't exist anymore. It's also tried to get out. Turns out, a mass of parasites doesn't fare well against flamethrowers. Oh, I saw a movie like that once. Oof. However, B1 and A3 are still in holding. Now, back to our history lesson. These five were 
taken to Taft. And with that proof, Taft okayed the formation of a secret government-funded monster hunting task force called the Bureau of Supernatural Creatures and Phenomenon, or BSCP. That's even more uh, of a mouthful than DATA. Actually, uh, I kind of like it better. I think SCP is taken. You can call it the biscuit. <laughs> I'm glad that Ape got the joke. So, the BSPC grew slowly over time, establishing slow footholds because, again, it was secret. So recruiting was done very slowly. However, in 1943, a group of Nazis unleashed a monster in a small town in Vermont and basically wiped it off the map. And at that point, several members of the Crimson Ravens at the time decided that the Ravens were insufficiently powerful to handle the anomaly population in the United States. So they approached FDR and were then added into the DHEA. And it did, in fact, at that point become the DHEA because with the defecting Raven's insistence, FDR decided that it needed a public face and it needed some greater, more public recruiting efforts. I'm sure it was getting harder to uh, secretly funnel money into it as well. Almost certainly. So, the department was rebranded into the DHEA. It was taken out of the shadows, given public offices, and started with public recruitments. Huh. And that's where we are today. Huh, so the DHEA is, was formed by Raven's defectors? That's weird. I didn't know that. Yes, well... Your organization is small now. It was even smaller then. And losing entire towns of people tends to make individuals who feel responsible for that take drastic action. Yeah, I can see that. So, let's talk about our target, A3. He has a much longer designation, but I'm sure you all don't care to hear it. Mm. Yeah, I'm good. Let's, let's avoid that, yes. So, it's currently being held in our Ohio facility, which is being shared with the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. And she opens up a, another manila envelope and starts laying out pictures and schematics. Now, Ohio is... The easiest state in the country. Very little happens there. And the Raven team there is quite adept at snapping up anomalies when they come through. So our team there is pretty lax, despite my personal best efforts. And so because of that, they only really hold the least dangerous of our captures there. And A3 is, in fact, one of the least dangerous we've ever had. 
Despite a century in captivity, he is exceptionally mild-mannered. He's very cooperative. He gives us everything that we ask for. Never tries to escape. And it's generally quite nice to talk to. Which is why I don't feel so bad about giving him to you. <laughs> now, despite their lax attitudes, there are two particular agents there. One Renard Bisset and another Hannah Dvorak. They're both Dvorak. It's a Czech last name. It's very real. I looked it oh up. Oh my god, it, it is? Yes. Yeah. It is a, That's bullshit, but I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> now, the both of them are quite competent. Renard is suspicious to the point of paranoia, so it's very difficult to slip anything past him. And Hannah is one of the best shots I've ever seen. So... I've had them relocated temporarily. Our team up in Maine recently had a bunch of agents die in a particularly difficult fight, a particularly dangerous anomaly. So they needed some people to bolster their ranks, and I saw fit to make a recommendation. Hmm. Convenient. Hmm. Hmm. I'm also being thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> Now, outside of that, I don't know what all of you would need to know to make this happen. So, she sort of leans back, ask me anything. And essentially what's happened here is I am granting all of you an advanced role on investigate a mystery and read a bad situation. So basically all of you have five questions each to uh, assemble all the information you could possibly want to break into a DHEA facility. What is the max and average work population there? Like how many units could there potentially be and how many would we be expected to meet on any given day? So the population there is going to be split because again, this is also an Air Force base. So the Air Force personnel number at about and I'm I'm making these numbers up. I don't actually know. Yeah, fair what enough. IRL personnel counts at Air Force bases would be. So I'm just going to say numbers at about 650. Mm -hmm. Our DHA personnel are considerably lesser. You're looking at about 150 at max. Okay. On average, you're going to be looking at about 100. Most of them will be desk jockeys. We send a lot of paperwork through Ohio. I'm sure they appreciate that. Well, it's not like they have a lot of <laughs> hunting they need to be doing. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Are there any large, routinely scheduled deliveries that are made to the base? Most of the anomalies in captivity have pretty human eating cycles. So 
every other week there is a sizable food delivery to meet their needs, in addition to the needs of the DHA personnel. Hmm. Right. All right, so precisely where is the DHA bit on this Air Force base? Like, where on the base does the DHEA operate? And do they have jurisdiction anywhere else aside from that area? They don't have official jurisdiction within the greater Air Force base. However, they are authorized to act within the entirety of the Air Force base with relative impunity so long as they aren't causing problems. However, our facility in particular is mislabeled on Google Maps as the Wright-Patterson Medical Center. All right. Hmm. right You actually provided a picture. Yeah. She taps a photo. Okay, I'm sure some actual medicine happens there, but there's probably shit underground that doesn't go on the books. Correct. The top side of the facility largely functions as a medical center. However, about a third of the top side areas and the extensive underground complex are all the exclusive purview of the DHEA. I've got a question that's out of character for Roxanne. What is the electronic security like? You know, cameras, alarms, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. There are security cameras all over the place, as is customary for a military base, and there are people watching them at all hours. However, again, the Ohio team doesn't do as good of a job as they should about that. Particularly once the sun goes down, the people at the security desk tend to screw around a bit more than they should. In terms of their particular location, and she pulls out a pen and just marks off a bunch of places where there are security cameras around the Wright-Patterson Medical Center. All right. Also, when she said underground facility, she pulled out the map on the lower portion of the collage that I showed you. I'm imagining it looks a lot less crumbly and archaic in real life as opposed to a Dungeons and Dragons map. It is literally a Dungeons and Dragons map. I don't know, man. Uh, Ohio is about the closest thing you can get to the ruins of humanity. (laughs) (laughs) And I say this because I used to live in Ohio. I can dunk on it fairly and freely. (laughs) But this map is accurate. It, it is hand-drawn, you can tell. Ashley made this herself, but it is accurate. Hmm. Are there military checkpoints to get that you would have to go through to get to the medical center? If you want to take the roads, yes. Hmm. If you want to go in on foot, 
will require a lot of sneaking, but there are routes that you could use to avoid checkpoints. And she will draw those on some of the pictures. All right, and is the medical center, is it pulling from the same grid as the base, or is it pulling, if I wanted to say, cut the power to the DHEA center, would I also be cutting the power to the military base and doing so? The DHEA facility has its own power supply. It also has backup generators due to the presence of electronic locks on the holding cells that need to stay powered. But the entirety of our facility can be depowered without affecting the rest of the base. Right, um, let's see. How many monsters are currently being held there? And how many are actually, like, dangerous? Well, I can't account for any new acquisitions that they've made since my departure. But last I was there, they had 60 four anomalies in captivity and I would say five of them are explicitly dangerous I mean by my estimation they're all dangerous but by your standards about five of them hmm what's the make of the security system who who installed that? What brand is it? Do you, do you happen to know that offhand? So, I'm going to say that you basically... Can just make stuff the up. In- yeah, I'm going to say basically the entirety of the DHEA like, basically contracts to a, like, Lockheed Martin-esque security company, and it's one you would have heard of, and probably one that you've outdone in the course of your many heists okay that was not an in character because I don't think Ashley knows what I've been up to right no Ashley wouldn't have said that part but when she tells you the name of this company you recognize it as one that you've beaten at least oh I know those chumps those guys charge for basically garbage I could beat that shit with a, a paper clip and a credit card. <laughs> Roxanne, you haven't asked anything in a while. Yeah, I'm going to ask the obvious question since Colin didn't ask it. Uh, where are the prisoners being kept and what is the mechanism to let them out? So the cell blocks are down these hallways. She points to the map of the underground facility. It's the three hallways at the south edge of the map. Oh, okay. The actual map extends further than this and shows them dead ending. She says, these are the cell blocks. Every cell has an individual lock that must be corroborated from the security station in order to open. And that's the security station, I assume, right there where that S is. 
Okay. And I can tell you, because they wouldn't have moved him, because his cell is very specialized, that your target cell is right here. And she taps on one in particular. All right. I'm trying to type quietly. <laughs> if if the alarms were to go up, how long would it take for them to get back up? That's a good one, yeah. Sorry, could so you re-ask that? You you worded it confusingly. I don't what's understand. What's the response time on alarms? Yeah, what's the response time on alarms? <sighs> so. While they are a bunch of layabouts, they are also government agents. So if alarms start blaring, they are trained to respond quickly. You should consider the entire base, the entirety of the facility to be on high alert the instant the alarm goes off. However, I can tell you that they have a habit of not walking around ready for an event. So even though they will all be on high alert, not a lot of them will be ready for a fight. So it'll take them time to go like grab their weapons and stuff. More or less all of them will need to get to the quartermaster's office and arm and armor themselves. Where's the quartermaster's office? You don't if that is allowed to be part of this question. Okay. This one, this big old room over here. Okay. Thank you. I will label that now. Double doors from the mess hall that says quartermaster. <laughs> I just assume this big room is the mess hall or common area, whatever. Yeah, some kind of some kind of like common area. Ashley also notes that. There will be a bit of a pile up there, having around 140 people report to the same room at once will cause a bit of a traffic jam. I got a question. All right. Assuming everything goes wrong and arms go off, everybody gets everybody gets armed. What is the best way out? So, there are a number of real exits from the building. It is underground, and it is a fair bit underground, so something like digging a hole up will not be a viable exit strategy. So, you'd be surprised how far I can dig. (laughs) So, there are four stairwells up to the surface level. And those are all in the sort of northwest corner. Oh, there there are four stairwells up to the surface and she taps on them. But also on the opposite side of the facility from the cell block, there is a service elevator. Now, the service elevator is meant to be unstoppable. It is probably 
the most reinforced and most secure thing in the entire facility, and that includes the rest of the Air Force base. Because if all of the anomalies should get loose in some sort of cataclysmic event, there needs to be a guaranteed evacuation route. Now, that being said, I know that your kind typically has access to means of transportation that are unconventional. <laughs> and I, I can tell you for a fact that, say, an intangible object would not have difficulty just going straight up. Is that how you think I do it? I don't know how you do it. By the way, you still haven't explained your whole deal to me. <laughs> but regardless of how you do it, I'm just saying that if any of you should acquire the ability to become intangible or bend space or anything like that, the space is not shielded against that sort of thing. I guess I do still owe Ashley that explanation. Uh, we're having a chat. Uh, I think most of the information, other information that Steiner would want to know, he'd have to like scope out the place in person to get. Um, I don't suppose you know any of the workers there who might be, uh, say, a little dissatisfied with their job, uh, maybe a little bit desperate for money. Hmm. Know anybody we can bribe? I didn't want to say in so many words, but that is usually the oh, that's usually a good opening point if you want to get in somewhere. We do pay quite well, so nobody's hurting for money. And I don't know if I would say anybody exactly has job dissatisfaction in the traditional sense, but I have been putting caveats when I'm saying that most of the people on base are lax and layabouts and unprepared. There are several who are quite dissatisfied with that state of affairs, but lack the power to affect change. Hmm. So, I imagine a number of them would not only consider an invasion by enemy forces a refreshing change, but would also welcome it as a shock to the system to their less-than-battle-ready peers. That was my line of thinking as well, actually. Oh, speaking of lines, um, I'm assuming you have a they have a computer network down there. Is it all interconnected? Are they are there separate terminals? Is each one standalone? Or I don't suppose if you know that. The facility does have an intranet, yes. All right. That's also one point of attack. You would be surprised how often you can get into a place by just leaving, say, a thumb drive with something labeled on it like uh, upcoming layoffs or even something simple as, well, not to be crude, but labeled it like sent nudes or something, and people will just plug it into the computer. It's oftentimes even that simple. Steiner, the master of social engineering. I mean, you probably don't even have to label it. Like, an unlabeled one is 
probably going to get at least one person super curious. I mean, yes, people generally tend to find these things and wonder what's on them. If you can pique their curiosity a little bit, all the better. Grant furiously hiding the fact that he knows this because that is exactly what uh, Trent Reznor did with viral marketing for year zero. I like actual government agencies have been compromised this by this in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, computers that have literally no connection to any network have had small, shitty little viruses on them just because people are stupid enough to plug their thumb drives into it. Yep. <laughs> I'm trying to think of more questions. But I think I've spent all mine now. Yeah, actually. I think you have. But I'm willing to give you some of mine if, uh, if Honestly, that is acceptable. Honestly, I'm, I'm pretty much good. Like, everything yeah. else Steiner would want to know, he'd have to get in there and scope the place out in person. Like, like in, I mean, Ashley did indicate that she has been there in person before. Like, this map is drawn from her memory. Okay, well... So... Like, where are network terminals? Where is the breaker box? Stuff like that. She can mark all of that for you. Okay. I'll... If Colin's willing to give up one, I'll yeah, take that. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to give up my questions because I can't think of anything that I would want to ask right now. So if you want to take one of mine, because I'm not sure how many I have left, honestly. I think that might have been your last one. You've also been a pretty active question yeah, asker. Like, oh, okay. Maintenance hatches, shit like that. Just I asked like three questions, so I think I've got two left. Oh, I've got a question, even though it's kind of just a generic question souped up like, an, like a more complicated one. Is there anything particularly dangerous there that we might not expect? Is there anything out of the ordinary we might that we might run into there that we wouldn't expect to see? Huh. Some piece of equipment that you guys only keep on your bases that you don't that you can't trundle out into the field. So Ohio gets used as storage for the less dangerous anomalies by our estimation. It also occasionally gets used as storage for projects that have been put on an indefinite hold. Ohio, where things <laughs> go to die. <laughs> so there are a couple of experimental armaments there. Nothing too crazy, nothing that our wonderful doctor here would have built into his arm, but certainly stranger and more dangerous than your average handgun. So you're telling me you can't give me a direct answer because you're not sure, but expect something strange. I didn't look too deeply into the files just because those projects were decommissioned and I don't have access to them here they're stored on site right, so no I'm afraid I don't have that memorized but I can tell you that they will probably bring something weird to bear against you if it comes to a fight so out of character it's shit that was basically put on the back burner when project Hawthorne went off the ground yeah hmm, I have no clue what that means hmm. <laughs> okay and you've got one more. 
Oh. Duh. Who's in charge of the facility? Pisse and Dvorak were effectively co-leaders, but they're out right now. So that's going to put commanding officership into the hands of Rachel Green. Yeah, she would have been the next highest up. Rachel Green, like from Friends? It's, <laughs> wait, is that her name? I literally made that up just now. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say that you asked that in character. And Ashley sort of gives you a bit of a sarcastic smile and says, you have no idea how much she hates having that pointed out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna like Steiner just like looks at Emre and shrugs like what I, I don't they also shrug well, if no one has any other that's all of everybody's, so mm-hmm. at this point you are all out of things to ask. And so once everybody is just sort of spends a minute looking at each other, not coming up with anything, Ashley clicks her pen closed on the table and says, All right, so that's everything you need. There's one last point of order. That's would rather not have to make a second trip out here, so Grant, we're going to cover yours now. Okay. So, here's how you're going to get your target. She reaches onto the table and she puts her finger on the cell that contains Magpie's dad. She says, you're going to start here. Uh Uh-huh. And then she drags her finger three cells to the left and says, you're going to go here. (laughs) Like, she always hated Ohio. Why would you do that to her? (laughs) That's incredibly convenient. Ashley sort of cocks an eyebrow and fixes you with a kind of sarcastic grin. And she says, well, the Delaware team recently captured a quintet of highly dangerous anomalies and needed to make room in their facility for holding. And so I made a recommendation that one of their less explicitly dangerous captives be moved to the facility that is geared towards housing less explicitly dangerous individuals. Wow, being quite helpful about this, actually. Just because I'm thankful doesn't mean I like you, just so you know. So you totally knew in advance that he was going to ask this, didn't you? Oh, yes. I figured there was absolutely no way that I was going to be able to convince him in particular to do a job for me without him asking for her. And while I didn't know at the time that I would need 
to ask a job of him. I figured it was good to have uh, all of my chips in the same hand in case I needed to spend them quickly. Yeah, well. I honestly cannot tell whether to be impressed or horrified by you sometimes. Not horrified, terrified. <laughs> Thank you. I work quite hard on that. Well, hmm. that makes things easy. Er, I guess. Yeah, I don't just have to break on break into a military base. Yeah. And get to Ohio. I'm afraid that I cannot help you with the actual execution of that, but I can wish you the best of luck. Yeah, I guess it would look a little weird if the boss's daughter visited and all of a sudden two things went missing. Mm-hmm. So, best of luck to all of you. Indeed. Thank you. I will be keeping my ears open on the goings-on, so I'll know when this happens. So, Grant, please don't make me come calling. At least give me a couple of days with her first. We'll see. Hmm. Well, this has been extraordinarily helpful, and I'm a s- I must—I should hope you have something lined up a little bit better than that ancient thing. But if you should desire something a little more, uh, less cumbersome, you do know who to talk to. I absolutely would not be opposed. Yeah, that's good, because honestly, teaching you how to ignore the material components will be a lot easier than teaching you how to ignore the gestures. Well, Doctor, I don't know what sort of payment you will ask of me, but rest assured that I will be willing to give it in exchange for a properly functioning hand. I find that I am already starting to miss it. Yes, I can understand that. Um, you know, I'm not quite sure what I would ask for at the moment, but, um, I'm sure I can come up with something. And, uh, I don't think I'll be building you anything you know, overly complicated, but there's something very simple that still functions as a hand. I would appreciate it greatly. Right. Well, we have some planning to do, I think. Um, unless there's anything else. Not that I can think of. It has been um, enlightening. Uh, thank you for your time and your information. Thank you for your assistance with our escapee. Yes, did we get, did we get her the video? I was assuming like, we, we did that off screen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That ex that exchanged hands off screen the information she asked for. Right. She would ask, by the way, as she is packing up the things that she is taking with her. She's leaving you with basically everything. She figures you don't need the information on the original five captures. They're, they're old photographs, so yeah. she's taking those with her. And she's taking the envelopes that she brought everything with, but she's leaving it with the papers of, like, the personnel count and the maps and photographs. But as she, she's packing it up, she asks, so how did that fight go, by the way? 
Better than we thought. I expected yeah. to be on the defense a lot more. All of us almost died only once. <laughs> <sighs> I got to do some fun stuff, so. I will say, in a bit of a perverse way, I find it gratifying that all of you are still alive and in good health. Yes, well... Oh, I almost think you cared. (laughs) (laughs) We managed to catch it by sort of surprise. I don't think it was expecting Miss Harrison to teleport behind it and smash it through a window with a hammer. I also don't think he was expecting us to, like, glue a grenade on its back. Yes. Definitely don't think he was expecting me to headbutt it. We gained the advantage early and pressed it, so... It actually went... Fairly smoothly. Excellent. Indeed. Uh, If you have any other anomalies that you need dealt with in the future, you do know who to turn to. Not dealt with, but I actually do have a question that I would maybe like to ply your expertise on. Hmm. About six months ago, we had one of our captives die on the table, and it was a B-side creature. It did not die in the usual way. Normally those things turn to ash. This one turned into a cloud. Do you know anything about that? A cloud? Do you mean like oh, vapor shit! or... Oh, oh, oh! Oh! Settle down, Mr. Hess. No, no, no. That, that was uh, that was out of character. That was me connecting the dots. I can't tell. Your fucking character voice is just your normal voice. Yeah. <laughs> Please share with the class. Uh, do you mean vapor or like a cloud of... Uh, be a little more specific. A, a sort of cloud of dark particles. And it seemed to fly through one of our walls and just disappeared. Uh, did this anomaly happen to be, you know, sheet white where you can see a red skeleton underneath black hair? Uh, you're not actually acting that in character, are you? Alright, did we, like, it was... We did not did we... talk about the other thing. Oh, we didn't? Okay, then, no, I wouldn't. I mean, if she's asking about him, it doesn't seem like there's any harm in just telling her that we killed it. Yeah. Um, I will give Emery, like, I will turn to Emery and just kind of give a look and gauge on their reaction. They will turn to Ashley and ask, um, what what sort of uh, a creature was it, aside from Deadlands? She says, well, it's about six and a half feet tall, mostly white, its head and hands were black, and had sort of a red skeleton in it. It is partially intangible. It seemed to be able to turn that on and off at will. Hmm. Interesting. And then Emery will shoot Steiner a look and give you a nod. Uh, he said this happened about five months ago, yes? Right about. And did the... Um, I forget what you call... Oh, you had a number for it. The, the, the wretch. Did it start exhibiting strange behavior about the same time, would you say? Well, we kept it sedated 
pretty much all the time, so it didn't have much of an opportunity to show behavior, but no, I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say that its behavior changed too much. Hmm. Well, see, the interesting thing is uh, you will forgive us if we don't, uh, or if we are disinclined to share with you information that we don't have to, but since you have mentioned it, that, uh, when we were fighting the wretch, after delivering a particularly powerful blow to it, an entity that matches the description of what you said came out of un- came out of the um, B-side creature that you were dealing with, uh, emerged from the wretch and began attacking it. We summarily dealt with that as well. I'm not sure if it was the same one, or if there exist multiple of these, but... If it's going to be an issue in the future, I don't see why you shouldn't know about it as well. And when you dealt with this one, it died in the usual way, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, excellent. Glad to hear that it's proper dead then. Yes. I'm not sure if it was the same one. We did have. I do actually still have the video footage of that. It was not included on the footage you received, of course, but since it's now in the open, I can just show you. Here, it's, I've got it actually. I can just pull it up on my phone. Yep. And as she looks it over, she just nods and says, mm-hmm, that was the one. Well, hopefully it was the same one and this isn't some kind of new creature that... Uh, actually, question. Was the B-side creature the same... Was it... Uh, does it exhibit like the same pseudo lifelike signs as the wretch did or was it more traditional no that was something we observed in the wretch hmm. not this other one do B-side anomalies have a habit of absorbing each other on death is that a behavior they're given to we don't typically fight them in large groups not that I'm aware of no, this is a new one, as far as we know. Maybe that one just found a way to to escape and hitched a ride on the wretch. Guys, y'all remember the cockatrice fight? Did we fight like a baby amalgamation? Okay, again, not sharing information that we don't have to. Not, yeah, we're not telling her about the amalgamation. All right, yeah, well, okay, so you can- I'm saying you that, can, I don't care. Yeah, you can lie to her, but yes. That's, you all do know that in fact, Deadlands creatures do have a habit of absorbing each other when they die if they are in close enough proximity. Hmm. Uh, my current particular theory, my current theory on the anomaly is that since it was able to be killed with just anything, I think it just had did not have the natural resistance that other B-side creatures did and hitched a ride on the wretch as a way to circumvent that might have been why it was in the other creature as well. Stoner, I would like you to roll me plus charm to lie to this woman. Okay. I mean, that's my actual theory, though. It's a nine. It's a nine. I mean, that's actually my... That is Steiner's and my theory is why this thing was hitching a ride in other creatures. Because it didn't seem to have, like, you know, the one thing it needs to kill. It could just be killed by 
magic. basically just, anything. Yeah, basically magic. So it's kind of like a parasitic symbiotic relationship. It's like it uses other Deadlands creatures as a host. It, they get like the super mode, but it's also, you know, like a puppet puppeting them. That thing that I said yesterday. Uh, so Ashley will just roll her tongue around inside of her mouth for a moment and says, All right. Well, I'll put that in my notebook. Uh, oh, um, interesting. Apparently, that um, anomaly was what gave the wretch its super mode. The creature, when we damaged it enough, turned solid red and exhibited a heightened state in itself. So it seems like it might be maybe something of a symbiotic or at least partially symbiotic relationship. I'm not entirely sure. I'm an engineer, not a biologist. Noted. I will... I will be sure to quietly enter it into our files. That... B-side anomalies should be separated before execution. Eh, safety first is better. But I've not seen the like of this creature before. I can't say for certain if it was the only one or if there are others like it around. Oh, we will have to keep our eyes open then. And if there's nothing else... It's it's been it's been pleasant. Um, don't keep you any longer than we have to. I'm sure you need to be back to your place of work before you are noticed. I still have some repairs that I need to tend to. Some paperwork that needs filling out. So I'll leave you all to the rest of your evening. And she will finish packing everything up. Okay. And make her way out. So, you know, I hear the Amish country in Ohio is a nice place to visit. It's a little bit way out of the way of Wright Patterson, but uh, Berlin and Ohio is a nice place. Uh, Gugisberg makes some excellent cheese. Uh, this is starting to remind me of all the times Dad made us go down to vacation in West Virginia. Ah, some lovely craft furniture up there. Do you want to